What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Always 2. There are a Star Wars discussion podcast. I am Josiah here with my co-hosts, Brady and Steven. Hi. Hello. Hello. Uh, This week, we are talking all about Star Wars Celebration and the different announcements that we've seen. Um, We'll cover the Ahsoka trailer, uh, some stuff from Vision Season 2, and then all of the the announcements for uh, movies and And TV shows coming up. Uh, Yeah, we're really excited to... Do our first kind of like this weekend Star Wars episode, and so not be, to uh, be confused with this week in the Old Republic. No, 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 not at games. all. Nope, not even a little bit. Anyway, we're gonna kick off the uh, intro music and jump right into it. So here we go. <sighs> Dang it. All right, so I have the IGN article, um, Star Wars Celebration 2023, uh, colon, everything announced. And we're just going to start from the top and work our way down. From a, from, I was about to start reading. We're, we're, we're not going to give our, li- our faithful listeners an update on what everybody's done currently for the past three weeks? Nah. What? Nah. What do you mean? Nah. Oh. Yeah. I've been doing college as I have been the last nine months. Steven's been working. And getting a new job. I've been sick. Brady's been sick. All right. Brady's fault we haven't recorded in almost it, a month. It's it, also Brady's fault that we have multiple episodes to release. So good job, Brady. Oh, th- Contributing to the podcast. Uh, well, yeah, you know, I also want to let... Five. That was more of a side five, but okay. I, I, I also... That was a low five. Um... Anyways, I wanted to give our fans, you know, we're not robots. We have lives. Speak for yourself. Look, just because... Plot twist. Steven is A2TA. No, no, he's he's HK. I'll take that. Yeah. Hell's Kitchen. Anyway. I'll um, I'll happily be Gordon Ramsay. So the first thing we've got is... Okay. okay. He almost just took a spit take all over okay, your guys. Get the, uh, get the gizzles the out. Back and we'll... raw. <laughs> take off your jacket. <laughs> all right. Eventually, we'll get started on this episode. No, we won't. Josiah, quit trying to rush it. Come on, man. That's what I'm... makes our podcast great. We're organic. We're living people. We laugh. We have fun. This is valid. <laughs> all <laughs> right. So it has been ten, since uh, 2019, nearly four years since we have gotten a Star Wars movie in theaters, let alone any word on more being announced or in production. But at Star Wars Celebration, we got an announcement that there are three live-action Star Wars movies, movies coming up in the next few years. One from Dave Filoni, one from James Mangold, and one from Charmin Obeid Shinoy. Charmin Obeid Shinoy is the one that has been confirmed to be directing the first new Jedi Order film that is going to be taking place 15 years after Episode Nine. With uh, here's the with, kicker, starring Daisy Ridley, which I don't is think as Ray, as Ray, smartest move. And see, this is this. It's hard. It's it's hard because I don't think there's any problem with Daisy Ridley's acting. Per se, it was the it was the whole pushed agenda with Daisy Ridley's character because, because, and, and, and Ray's oh. bad writing. I would agree. It like, shows that they are not listening to the fans at all. Absolutely not. Yeah. This this is this is like one of my biggest complaints with this is that as a sidebar to talk to our fans as well as well as this, they announced a 
canonical and recanonizing era timeline. Yeah. Not not timeline of Star Wars eras specifically. Yep. They have renamed the Galactic Republic era. As the, the era of the Empire? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Reign of the Empire. Reign of the Empire. They have renamed both the Reign of the Empire era and the Clone War era and the Height of the Jedi. They have recanonized the Old Republic era. It is on that timeline, as well as they have officially canonized the Dawn of the Jedi trilogy and that series now, of books. Okay, so which with the Dawn of the Jedi trilogy, this Dave Filoni film. That is not Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni's oh, Mangle. Oh, he's oh, I thought Filoni Dave, was doing the Dave Filoni's Bones. film will be a like a cinematic culmination of all of his Disney Plus shows. It has not been confirmed what the topic is or who oh, is. Oh, okay. Who, who, I definitely thought he was doing the Dawn of the Jedi. Film. I was I was disappointed that he wasn't, especially considering this James Mangold, from what I have seen from reading the same article of the announcement, he has only been credited with currently the Indiana Jones Dial of Destiny movie. That's number five? That's the one that's coming out. So we don't know if that's going to be another Crystal Skull or not. Exactly. We don't know if it's going to be any good. We don't know. And now he is being he is being given the opportunity. The birth of the Jedi. The birth of the Jedi. Reestablish the actual Tython. Establish the Daibendu monks. Ashla and Bogon, everything that he was talking, that Bendu was talking, uh, talking about to Kanan in Rebels. Uh, this could be disastrous. This could be disastrous. The pre-Rakatan Empire, Proto Sabers, back when they used autos and used the Force to make a Force. They field. didn't even have Proto Sabers. No, at this point. Yeah, no, they used katanas, but then they got the Proto Sabers. Yeah, but that was like I was, several thousand years later. It they was got still during Proto Sabers. At that point, since we don't have an era to define that, it was somewhere in between the Dawn of the Jedi and the Old Republic. Because yeah. if you've read the Dawn of the Jedi comics... I've read um, two of the books. Yeah, if you've read those comics, then the Rakatan Empire, which was contemporary to this kind of era, mm-hmm. they actually had lightsabers <laughs> as we know them. They did. And in the first issue of the Dawn of the Jedi series... One of the Rakatan, like hounds, like force hounds is what they're called. He goes to Tython and he pulls out his lightsaber and the Jedi Padawans that encounter him are like, what is this thing? Yeah. And he's also being given the opportunity to explain. And, and this is a big thing that I feel, too, is that our, pod, our podcast specifically is split between there's some... Diehard faithful fans, not faithful, but diehard experienced fans like me and Steven, who know a lot, who have read a lot, who have read a lot of legends, quote unquote. And then there are a lot of fans like Josiah who are, I wouldn't say casual, but more about the screen, the screen time, not, not so much of like, you know, all of Vader's other feats and how he was surrounded by 300,000 rebels and dual Jocasta knew while we, while she was wielding a lightsaber gun. Yeah, like that. There's there, there's so much that exists outside of just the movies, and yeah. uh, and see that's the thing. Th- this this movie or this era that this guy is now going to present to the, I would say, casual viewers. He is being gifted the birth of the Jedi, 
how they founded, how they treated the force, their ideology upon it, and how they split. And see, this is, I think, a problem, a mistake that is made often when going to, like, origin stories or they're adapting, like, extended universe stuff yes. or whatever franchise, is you have two sides of the audience. You have the diehard fans who are very knowledgeable, mm-hmm. and you have the more casual fans and the wider public yes. that just see it as, like, a movie-going experience, and they don't cater... To the diehard fans. And the the reason I think this is a mistake is because no matter what you put out, the the wider general public, they're going to accept it. To them, it is what it is. It's Star Wars. Yeah. But to the... It's hard to disappoint viewers that don't don't know. know. Don't know. But when you go back and you retcon or you overwrite or you disregard all the old stuff... Was that for? Oh, the bag. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me put my popcorn down. <laughs> uh, when they, when they because don't, because I I warned y'all this was gonna be an episode. When they don't uh, incorporate <laughs> that stuff properly, then they alienate those fans, and they start talking about it on the internet, and then mm-hmm. the more casual fans start to see all the plot holes and all the stuff, and they're like, oh, wait, that doesn't make sense. Uh-uh. Or they go back and they read those comics, and then they come back and they see the movie, and often, I think pretty often, they go, yeah, the comics were a much better story. Uh-huh. And okay. then they stop enjoying what's on the screen. Or they don't, and this is why we, I'm trying to look at it cautiously optimistic from a business standpoint, because you do have to cater to a wide variety yeah. Especially in this fan base, which um, I've been a part of a lot of fan bases, and I would say that you cannot appease the Star Wars fan base. Yeah, well, there will not all of them. It's you, at some point making something, you are going to disappoint people. Yeah, you you, it's going to happen. And just how do you do it exactly? So you have to sit here, and which is why I don't think that. Which is why I think the announcement of these movies is a blatant slap to the face of most fans. Specifically the new Jedi Order announcement movie. No, yeah, yeah for sure. This is actually one that I can, I can step in on. Because like the, the Star Wars fandom has been vocal about how much they do not like the sequel trilogy. Right? And it's... It's not a problem that they make a movie that takes place after um, the sequel trilogy. It's a problem that it stars Rey starting the new Jedi Order. Because yeah. it is, it's just like, from a take Star Wars out of it from a baseline storytelling perspective. It's just terrible storytelling. Yeah. And I understand they're trying to like empower women and all of that. But if you had just made Ben Solo's character female. God, if you had just. Hold on. If you made Ben Solo's character female, right? And made, uh, I can't remember her name from the comics. Marjade. Marjade. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, Han and Leia's daughter. Because they had, they had a son, a daughter, and then. Jaina. The, Jaina yeah. Solo. Jaina Solo. And I think it was the, the son is the one that actually turned evil. But Ben is kind of the mix of the two characters mm-hmm. from Legends. But just just do some just reworking like they, well, they did. Had, they had three kids. Exactly. Yeah, they had, had 
I think she was kind of dark side at one point. One of, so one of them switched. Uh, one of them went dark side, and the other one killed them. Yeah, it was. Uh, he became Darth Kytus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, um, but you take Ben Solo's character, take Kylo Ren, and make him female. Yeah, he just, and then do everything like literally make the same movies uh-huh. except at the very end of Rise of Skywalker, um, Ray, who is now a male character, dies, and Ben Solo, who is now female, lives, and then Ben Solo goes on to create the new Jedi Order. You can still have your empowering women movie series, and no one would have a problem because it would be good storytelling. But as of right now, they are just completely throwing storytelling to the to the side. Well, I, I mean, it's funny, too, because Dave Filoni even commented about how, you know, he, you know, uh, about the, uh, they, they asked him during this event, during his panel viewing, about uh, positive female leading and strong female roles in, in the Star Wars universe, because I, I will agree, it, it is very lacking in comparative to how many male Skywalkers or strong male leading roles we've had. Like, Yaddle doesn't even look like a woman, and she's on screen for... 15 seconds right but um you're talking to the man that is bringing back Bo-Katan is making Ahsoka which stars Ahsoka and Sabine Wren on like Sabine Wren is uh Asian American actress I understand that and so like I know I know I I completely get it and but his comment on his panel when he was asked about you know his contribution to strong female leads is that he doesn't um he doesn't go in with the idea of we start with having to make a strong female lead. He stated that his character creation process is he creates a character and it just so happens that this character forms in his mind as a woman. Um, whereas Kathleen Kennedy has clearly pushed the, the, the social justice. Yeah. And she has a, she I take sees... it back. She is not Asian American. She's Asian Australian. Okay, that makes it even better. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, like Kathleen Kennedy clearly sees Star Wars as a platform for her sociopolitical agenda. Uh, completely. Whereas when you look at basically every strong female lead in any, in any movie, especially, you know, sci-fi like uh, Ridley. I was, just, I was just thinking. You know, you know they just... are everything that Kathleen Kennedy wants Ray to be without the political agenda mm-hmm. behind it. And it's it really is the difference between are you trying to tell a good story or are you trying to stop the scene, look at the camera, and then preach a sermon to the audience? Exactly, exactly. Shoving down a a a strong female character that has no reason to be as strong as she is just for an agenda to force it down our throats. Um, and you know, I think even with Ray as disliked as she is. I can see her being as a character fixed. I, I agree. I could, but having her usurp Luke's place as the founder of the new Jedi Order is not how you do it. Is not not replacing the entire canon, like because I I, yeah. I don't I don't decan in my in my world of Star Wars. Legend is le- canon. EU is still canon. Yeah, it still exists and it is still a thing to me. And to completely. One, they already kind of decanonized it by making Luke old in the sequel trilogy, but now they are taking his Jedi Order, which was called the New Jedi Order from the Jedi Academy games in the Dark Empire series, and now they are now, they didn't just disregard it and decanonize it and change it, but they are now 
relabeling it. Because they had already decanonized Mara Jade and Kyle Katarn in leading characters when they decided to make jump so far in the future that Luke was old and was exiled exiled himself to this planet. See, that's another thing. Is like Kyle Katarn could have been a great side villain for the sequel trilogy. He could have. Because I think his canon story is he he at one point did fall to the dark side. He did, and then he came back. And then he came back. Yes. Mara Jade was originally evil. Yeah. She had a pink lightsaber. She, she was a hand of the Emperor. Exactly. She was a hand of Palpatine. And how her and Luke met was she was trying to assassinate him. Yes. Like, like there are strong characters, and Mara Jade is a very strong female lead. And now she can never come back. And, these char- and, these characters cannot be used, and if they are used, it is in such a vain and a obvious middle finger to the fans. It, it would have to be someone new would have to come into Lucasfilm and like flat out state that they are decanonizing all of Disney Star Wars post Turn of the Jedi. Yes, in order to bring in order to bring back just the sequel trilogy. And this is where the alternate timeline thing that we've constantly talked, that we've yeah. brought up on multiple things, well, is will have to be a post thing. Return of the Jedi. That's Disney Star Wars is essentially all wrapped into the the sequel trilogy. I mean, yeah, but the Mandalorian like, could still stand. Sure, I mean Re- Rebels on, as well. Depends on how season three of Mando ends. If, yeah, if you're decanonizing to... everything, you're decanonizing Rebels, Fallen Order, Rebels. Mandalorian. Rebels is not post Return of the Jedi. Yeah, okay. it is at the end. The last, okay, the last episode. And you would also be decanonizing but, Ahsoka, which is if it does not, in some way, shape, or form, lead up to them finding Ezra Bridger, I, 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 I'm gonna lose all faith. <laughs> I love Ezra Bridger, man. That, that now move he did at the end of Rebels was now made him at the top of my list. Um. Ezra would be what? He would Ezra be, would be like in his 40s no, he'd in, be, the, no. in the time of the New Republic. In the time of the New Republic, he would. What? No, he wouldn't. Yes, he would. It's Isn't, 15 years at the... No, it wouldn't he, be. He was like... He was the same age as Sabine. He was around the same age as Sabine. Right. I think she was like a year older than him. Yeah, she was a year or they're two. Like, they're, mid, they're like mid-teens. But by the end of Rebels, he's like 18 or 19. Because I think we meet him when he's... 14 and then empire day yeah and was then his birthday and that was like what the third or fourth episode mm-hmm. and season and two that has was a time th- skip i think that was either his 15th or 16th birthday yeah and the rebels the whole series takes place over four years because it ends at the end of episode six no it doesn't yeah. aside from that last scene where ahsoka meets up with sabine to go hunt for ezra mm-hmm the, the, the show, the main storyline, it ends with the beginning of A New Hope. Yeah, because of the Battle of Yavin. They talk yeah. about it. Yeah, so... If you add four years... Okay, okay. He's like in his early 30s. Because, well... By the time Ahsoka rolls, rolls around. Ahsoka rolls around. He'd be yes, in his early but 30s. by the time... So what I'm, what I'm... The point I'm trying to make is... If they were to make Ezra... A no, character he, he in... Dead. The New Republic. He'd be close to dead because Luke. Luke is an old man in the end of episode nine. That's not the right. New Republic. Well, Luke is that's the end Luke of is the New 50. Republic. No, no, I, no, I, no. What I'm talking about is if we're talking, are you talking about New Republic or New Jedi Order? So Ezra, Ezra would be like in his sixties during the New Jedi Order. Mm-hmm. No, he would be dead. 
Why would he be dead? Because Luke is in his 40s in The Mandalorian, and he is an old man in the sequel trilogy. Yeah, well, in the, well, the sequels, sequels take place no more than 30 years after yeah, the... The sequels start 32 years. I think it's 32 specifically. Okay, And Luke was 24 at the end of Return of the Jedi. So he was roughly 60. So he, he was like 55 or something. So, so Ezra would be old. I'm just saying they could they could drop Ezra could. as just a little thing. But he'd be then in, he would be 80. Never mind. Forget then I said he, And then at that point, he's Christ. But I think no, no. There was strong... It, just, it got so sidelined so but bad. We had, there were strong theories about the old man with the map to Luke being Ezra before when that movie came out. He would be roughly in his 80s. Because then is that it old? is stated that the, new, the, the first Daisy Ridley film would be 15, 15 years. years. Yeah. So... Okay, we've come to an agreement. Josiah's pissed off. I'm not pissed. It's just like that detract. That was very draining. <laughs> um, okay, have we bashed on Star Wars enough? I mean, it's just going to come through the whole episode. It doesn't have to. The rest of these announcements are really cool. I mean, there's Most some... Most of them are, yes. The, the movie ones are the concerning ones. I, for me, I feel the more concerning is the Dawn of the Jedi. That one, yeah, because, well... Yeah, you, you are think, you are literally creating the the start of Star Wars. And and see, this is actually a point I was going to make because you said that um, I forgot what you said, but it made me think like, oh, because you know, to you, the EU is still canon. It is. It will always be. And for a lot of people, it is. So if you know, as Josiah was saying, it comes down to good storytelling. Mm-hmm. And the simple fact is, the fan base with these three new movies, if Daisy Ridley's New Jedi Order is a bad movie, then the majority of the fan base will consider that movie to be non-canon, and the Luke Skywalker comics and the Kyle Katarn games will be canon. And people will stop taking Disney productions about Star Wars seriously. Right now, they're still taking them seriously because Mandalorian, because Mandalorian. and Bad Batch, they're doing really well. Um, if Dawn of the Jedi movie does poorly... People will go to the comics and be like, that's the better story. That's the canon one. And the movie, which is a bad story in comparison, is not canon because it's not the better story. And they're both the same story, so to speak. And, and, and I can take that with a saving grace, but it still rolls back to the whole inclusion thing. I'm going to be... Because the Dawn of the Jedi series was, was a very big, like, a very big thing for me. And so yeah. to see this being directed in a live action film that's going to get a triple A budget, CGI, and everything. Here's something else to consider. Like it it's it it is a very this is like Square Enix with Final Fantasy Seven remake. Because this could the, crush the company. Because the Dawn of the Jedi had a lot to do with the Rakatan Empire. Mm-hmm. If they do not they don't include that in the movie and the Rakatan empire becomes is not canonized. And that means Darth Revan, his whole thing was the star forge, which was a Rakatan was the pinnacle of their empire. Yep. And if the Rakatans aren't canon, their star forge isn't canon. Revan's not canon, but we have the old Republic, which has been officially canonized as an era. It's an era, but it's going to, is it going to be an era we recognize or is it going to be, an era that they are like, oh, it's the the and High Republic. It just predates it, and it's, you know, Yoda was a young man in the Old Republic. Yeah. And so it's like, 
it did i think a lot hinges on the dawn of the jedi movie i i agree um however if it's really good it could be really good it could be really good it would explain a lot it would it would recanonize lords of the sith it would, would set it would set up the whole the original uh jedi sith war yep it would set up all of the old republic to be recanonized revan so it, it would go a long way towards doing that which is i think one of the things the fans need right mm-hmm. now and star wars as a franchise needs um on a side note we've had a lot of good announcements <laughs> I'm just going to assume it's going to be great and go in with no expectations. Be able to enjoy it as a movie regardless. And that's where we differ. I know. Is that you can take it one thing at a time. Brady and I take it all as one big thing. I was like, I'm not expecting Disney to master Star Wars. I'm expecting... Right now, I'm expecting... The Mandalorian, which is not perfect, but it is great. And if Dave Filoni is the creative director of Star Wars, then I like as much as Kathleen Kennedy can push agendas and everything. Like we're getting the Acolyte, which is a uh, two female lead uh, story about like uh, four sensitive siblings, and one of them falls to the dark side. Like that. That one's set in the High Republic, right? Mm, I think it's it is right. It's either I think it's right at the end or right before the High Republic. Because well, I think the end of the High I, Republic is around a hundred years before the Clone Wars. I have uh, I haven't heard anything about. I just know of its announcement. It's I haven't near, heard any information. It's a, right at the end of the High Republic, near the beginning of the prequel. And That'll so it's it's going to be too like, um. What does that mean near the beginning of the prequel? It probably means it's close to the beginning of the prequels, seeing as that's what the word near means. Um, well, in, in a timeline of 25,000 years, near could be... Well, I don't know, Stephen. It's, it's within they a don't say that of like, in IGN. I don't know, 60 and 250. I mean, you've also got it's somewhere. Species. It's either 25 or it's 2,500, and there's no... Between. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a ballpark range. Jabba the Hutt's 450 years old. Yeah, Chewbacca's two hundred seventy. Anyway, nine hundred. Anyway, I think there has been there hasn't been any Star Wars after Rise of Skywalker that has been bad. So I, I'll agree with that. It hasn't been bad, but there has been some things that personally I haven't enjoyed. Yeah, it's been it's been rough, but it's been like I think it's, it's the last two episodes of Mandalorian. Have fully restored my faith in Star Wars because I, I heard the the, uh, the Lizzo and Jack Black cameos were not it, great. Hold, I mean, it's, it's, it's Lizzo was, and Jack Black in Star Wars. That okay, episode was bad. Okay, I like Jack okay. Black too. So I the love thing Jack is, Black. That I love episode, him. I hated that episode. <laughs> Josiah's <laughs> losing his mind. It's okay, Josiah. Continue, okay. Josiah. Sorry. Last week's two weeks ago, we had the pirate episode of The Mandalorian. I will stand by that being one of the best, if not the best episode of the series. I think it was the most fun by far. You got to see, like, we've talked a lot about uh, Mandalorians being similar to Spartans. And we've talked a lot about um, just like, like Mandalorians in general, right? And so that episode was amazing from front to back. I loved Gorian Shard. Uh, I loved the Mandalorians. Uh, Every part of that, the armorer like taking on an entire group of them on her own like 
The entire episode was amazing. I like to have the headcanon that Gorian Shard's species is some sort of distant cousin to the Wookiees. Okay, so we get to last week's episode, which was not great, right? Jack Black and it. Lizzo, it was fine. There is, there is a solid five minutes of that show, of that episode, that is... Talk about this. It is one of the most Star Wars feeling since since Rise of Skywalker. Like that in from from when they from when they first go to talk to that that one guy and Mando starts messing with stuff. Uh-huh. From there until the next like scene is the it I have never since Rise of Skywalker been watching something and been like, man, this is Star Wars. Yeah, this whatever it is that we can't find out makes Star Wars Star Wars. That five minutes had it. Yeah, there was a good moment where I was kind of blown away by how how fast he moved. Yeah, yeah. It's and Steven, this law makes sense. If you've seen the episode, this makes sense. I have not seen. He hasn't. I enjoyed Jack Black. I do not enjoy the three cameo appearances. Yeah, there was also yeah. Mm -hmm. We'll get to yeah. Go watch it. We'll talk more about it after you see Jack Black and Lizzo. It's just. Yeah, Overall, I just, I it just wasn't heard the cameos a, were cringy. That's all. Yeah, it like, wasn't I don't know a. About it's, the it's Jack Black and Lizzo. What do you expect? Do you like, know the Jack, third? Do you know the third actor? He's not a. a the cameo isn't a character. It's, a, it's actually, an actor. I, I I didn't even. I don't know if their characters are cameos. I just know that the celebrities made cameos, and I didn't yes, hear about. They a third did. Uh, it, was uh, it was fine. It was Doc was Brown too. Who's the third one? Doc Brown. Anyway. As as weak as the episode was, storytelling wise, um, it ended well. It ended really well. It did. And then it it had that one scene that was like I felt like I was watching Attack of the Clones, or no, Revenge of the Sith. I felt like no Attack of the Clones. Attack, Attack of the Clones. Clones. Cant- I felt like the I was can- watching the Cantina yeah. scene. And I was like, this is we haven't had it. Like it it felt so Star Wars. And so I was like, if this is what Disney's gonna put out. I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. It's like with the uh, with DreamWorks. They've announced that they're they've rumored that Shrek the Shrek series is coming back. They've announced that they're doing more excuse um, me more Kung Fu Panda movies and all of that. And I was really I skeptical. I was Panda. really skeptical about all of that until I saw the new Puss in Boots movie. And the I new Puss in Boots okay. movie. One, I haven't seen the new Puss in Boots movie, so I don't spoil anything. I will not I've spoil been, it. I've been wanting to. Secondly. What a Shrek series coming! Now we're gonna welcome to back to our Shrek. Hold podcast. on, this doesn't have to be a huge tangent. Just what? What is your comment? Sh- Sh- Shrek is my life. Okay, okay. Anyway, Shrek Five is rumored. I I, all- I know someone you should meet. Her I name is Alina. I thought to save my life. <laughs> oh, I'm pretty sure Alina would find you quite Shreksy. Okay, that's a thing that was said on our podcast. Anyway, she would find you quite Shrexy. The new, so I was really. Here's Alina. She's oh. a. She loves green. Oh, nice. Science losing it. So, I was really skeptical about the new, all these new DreamWorks announcements until I saw the new Puss in Boots movie. And without spoiling it, it is truly one of the best animated movies to come out in the last several years and possibly ever. Um, the, I heard the villain was amazing. The villain of that movie is one of my favorite villains of all time. Period. So I heard. Go watch the, the movie. Was, I'm, I'm going to. It is genuinely terrifying. The villain is amazing. Is it okay? It's just go. I've seen some TikTok of it. Just so. go. Yeah, just go watch the movie. It's so good. So and it it was like you know what? If this is what DreamWorks is putting out, then I'm looking forward to everything they that have take coming over out. Star Wars. 
Uh, no. Honestly, no, no, no. Anyway, no, no. anyway, 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 anyway. We have a good animated track with Star Wars. Does not ruin it. Well, I'm just talking. About I would argue that DreamWorks, when it comes to animation, is kind of putting Disney to shame the last if, few if years. They can maintain the Clone Wars style. I think they can. They anyway. definitely have the talent. For it. Speaking of animation. Talking about Visions now? Star Wars Visions Volume 2 has been announced. Did they announce the studios? It was just a good transition. No, I don't think they've announced... They, they haven't announced the um, the studios, but if you've watched the trailer, I can guarantee you that they're uh, they're global now. They're not just Japanese. No, yeah, because there's... Uh, there's one studio that... Um, one of them looks like it's the same studio that did uh, Kubo and the Two Strings. Kubo, Kubo, the, um, I, it looked like Wallace and Gromit almost in there. there there's that oh. one that lo- it's very European. Interesting. Uh huh. There it's, was. Uh, there's a couple claymations. I enjoyed there's, there's the Wallace one, and Gromit. Like, I love, there's I love one that's there's one that's run. like full blown just like 3D animation, like mm-hmm. straight out of like. But it's like it's stylized almost similar to uh to Into the Spider Verse. It's like cel shaded but yes. 3D. Oh, okay. So, uh-huh. And the the Sith in there. His blade is shaped like a claymore, um, and the Jedi, her blade is shaped like a katana, but they are still sabers. And I was like, so sword-shaped blade. Hers, yes. hers is not... It's interesting, because in that trailer, you see her go from a single... It, she has a single ignition, and then it goes to an opposite... It's more of a, like, um, uh, like, a, like a double blade. Right. But like double blade in the sense of not like Star Wars, but like fantasy so, where it's too attached to like scimitars. If if I may, I would I'm like going a, to opposing edges. So yes. Here's what we're going to do. We are yes. going to pause recording. We're gonna watch the trailer. You, you and then we will come it brought back. me to tears. So No, I want I, I want the fans to know that it literally made me cry in my car so, at work today. We're, like whatever you're doing right now, pause the podcast, go watch the Visions Two trailer. We're gonna watch it right now, and then we're gonna talk about it. It's really good. It's really good. I I, I like I like the uh the spectrum. This is why um when you asked me that question last night, I would create like future projects would be freelanced in a sense. I was trying to look at the word, trying to find yeah. a word where I would prefer future projects to instead be streamlined under one director. It would be more like Star Wars is a open license thing because well, i would say you would just license out the animation to different studios you would or you would license out live action stuff storyboard directing and, stuff and, like that and be clear that like this is not necessarily star wars canon this is just a it takes place in a star wars universe or it it, it, it gives because star wars is an ever-expanding universe and especially especially since the only timeline that is defined is definitively the years between the Skywalkers. There's a lot of gap yeah, in time. There, 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 there's a lot that can happen since the whole theme of Star Wars in each era is the rise and fall of some form of empire. I will say there was one thing I noticed in that trailer that I didn't particularly like. What? And it, it's, it's super, super nitpicky. Well, but you're going to have to stop that. It is a noticeable trend. Huh. With Disney's Star Wars, is that when the in the very first visions that was advertised, the the Dark Siders lightsaber. You were right, French. There was some. Um, we've got episode an episode list also. 
Well, but in that first one, uh, with the the girl, yeah, with the double the, ignition. So the the dark sider she's fighting, his lightsaber when he was dragging it on the floor wasn't cutting the floor. Mm. And this is a trend with Disney's that lightsabers no longer cut things. Like Obi Wan's lightsaber bouncing off the stormtrooper armor in the interrogation chamber when he went to go save uh, uh, instead of severing him. Yeah. Yeah, that's they a valid just, point. They've been focusing mainly on thrusts to to avoid having to animate dismemberment. Yeah, and then when you th- when you look at like uh, the reimagined scene thirty eight mm-hmm. for a new hope, it's like there are like melted gouges and everything during that reimagined. Yeah, it's fight. superheated plasma. Like it's gonna melt things. Yeah. Did you ever watch the Ryan vs. Dorkman lightsaber choreographies from a long time ago? No. Did you watch that video of the uh, extended fight between Anakin and Dooku? No. That I sent you? Oh, dude. Well, okay. I'm sure I'm, I've seen it. I got revealed like three months ago. Okay. So, I don't know the title, the names of a lot of these studios. So, I'm hoping you guys do so we can kind of like keep track of which is which. Because like I can recognize like the Kubo one, the, all of the things. Anyway, uh, the first episode is titled Sith, Just Sith. And the guy behind it... The studio is, oh crap, it's gone. The studio is El Guiri, um, and it, the guy behind it is, he's, he worked on Incredibles, Ratatouille, Wally, Finding Nemo. Um, they give a name? And La Luna. The director, the writer-director is Rodrigo Blas. I don't know the name, but I, I recognize basically all of Compar- I have a fe- Comparable works as a really I have good. A, I have a feeling that is the like straight-up 3D animation one. Yeah, that's... The one that looks like a Pixar movie, basically. Because there, there's one that's like straight up 3D animation with the the lady with two light two blue lightsabers, yeah. And then the other one is the more cell shaded one, yeah. Which I'm assuming that one is is a different. Uh, anyway, the next one is in the stars from Punk Robot. Um, writer director is Gabriel Osorio. Um, that name's familiar. He's been behind. It looks like a lot of like short films. Still list them all. Or chil- children's television, including Flipos, Muelen y Perlita. Soccer Girls and Television Spots. In 2016, his short film Bear Story became the first Latin American project to win an Oscar. So that looks like two Latin American. Yeah, they're they they branched out, and I, yeah. and I also really enjoyed that as well. Yeah, like I enjoyed the anime studios in season one. I did too. Uh, but they were they were all 2D. Yeah, it wasn't very it wasn't varied. Right, you just and, got different styles of anime, which I, which, which was I, for, for for the time was great. Yeah, it's still amazing. It is. Uh, it has. But, it hasn't. It's still amazing. But I, I enjoy, like I enjoy the the Wallace and Gromit. I do too. I, I think that one I'm looking forward to the most. I, just I'm because look, it's a very like cute animation. I'm looking style. forward to it because I really like the design of that Twi'lek girl. What? Oh, the, the Twi'lek girl. Twi'lek girl. No, so the little the little, little baby. Twi- the baby Wookiee that rips off the arms of his yeah. doll is an yeah. obvious reference. Like, yeah, to how Wookiees will rip their arms off. Anyway, um, there's another one. Screechers Reach from Cartoon Saloon. Director is Paul Young. Um, he's behind My Father's Dragon, Wolf Wakers, The Secret of Kells, Song of the Sea, and The Breadwinner. Um, I believe this is a, another anime studio. Okay. I want to say I saw My Father's Dragon. Probably did. Um, I Am Your Mother from the studio Ardman. Director is Magdalena Osinaka. Um... She has directed stop motion, CGI, 2D, and live action. Um, notable works. Notable works. Uh, live action commercials, including Wallace and Gromit, or live action 
all of her things. Wallace and Gromit's the great sofa caper, share the or- and share the orange. Um, Spirits of the piano and uh, someone's cupboard. Um, she's won some awards. She's currently developing the feature film Jacia. Okay. Anyway, Journey to the Dark Head by Studio Mir. Um, director is Hong uh, Hyungwen Park. South Korean. Um, I've also that sounds familiar. He made Dota, Dragon's Blood, Book Three, and Lookism oh, okay. twenty twenty and Lookism mm-hmm. from twenty twenty two. I haven't watched the newest Dota on Netflix, but I did like the 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 first three Dragon's Blood. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Um, Studio La La Cachette from Julian Shang. Um, Emmy Award winning French animation studio. Um, they're behind the rabbit's cat, Mune, Ernest, and Celeste. Mune was so good. It was. I enjoyed Mune. I thought it was very unique. I I I remember looking at like the trailer and I was like, this looks really cute. And then like I was not expecting what I got out of it at all. I I saw it and was like, this could be a fun like animation to watch. Yeah, just for like see what kind of animation is Mm -hmm. out there, what people are doing. And then I was like, oh wow. Yeah, like blown away. Mm-hmm. Um, this will likely be the or the, the uh, next one is Bandits of Golak from 88 Pictures director is Ishan Shukla um, his 2016 animated Sounds short uh, Shirkoa um, won awards that is his only credited work in this article The Pit from Studios Dart Shatagio and Lucasfilm um, this is like a straight like Lucasfilm production. This will probably be the one that's the the cell shaded one because it's from the same producer of Resistance, uh, Star Wars Rebels, and he was credited to have worked on Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um, so looking forward to whatever that ends up being. And then the last one is Ao's Ao's song from Triggerfish. Writer directors Nadia Darius and Daniel Clark, um, notable works: Stickman, Revolting Rhymes, and Highway Rat. Kumba, uh, BBC Stickman, The Snail and the Whale, um, and the graphic novel Kariba. Anyway, all of that goes to say, I am very much looking forward to yeah. Visions Volume Two. It 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 promotes. There's a lot of there's a lot of uh, snippets that feel like you were saying earlier, Josiah, very Star Warsy. Like literally, okay. give. Like, like I like, I wouldn't have a problem with anyone with every single production company that that worked on Vision Season One getting a full uh, like a movie. Oh, completely. Like there is there is no like this is what we were talking about earlier. Like Visions is the the start, but like give all of these people movies. Like or, let, or or like a more of a project yeah. instead of just a one shot. Like there were several visions episodes. Like I would say, um, give a mini series, not movies. Yeah, but mini series, like a mini series. Like um, there was the one that uh, like it wasn't very force related, but there was that um, they like revered that giant stone. Do you remember that one? Yeah, the one where the the like there was like a wedding going on. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. I was very interested in like the prospect of that, like because there are things in the Star Wars universe that are considered magic and are not part of the quote unquote force, but are yeah. somehow tied to it. Um, yeah. I, I I really enjoyed um, 
the one with the uh, bunny girl with the literal katana like yeah 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 like yeah, the blade yeah. was shaped like a katana i i yeah, wanted more yeah. of that that whole oh it was that so made, that that was really, i i i loved the the like the aesthetic of the culture they had created for that episode yes mm-hmm. yeah the yeah. like the whole like di- like the jedi passed it down to like a daimyo and yeah yes like i really loved that i loved the nth jedis so with the saber smith there's potential there there's a lot in visions that just doesn't need to be like a one-off shoot yeah um that but they like, could capitalize on i think a mini series where it's just like here's like a 40 minute episode follow 40 minute episode yeah like maybe like minute i mean you can like give like give studio ghibli a a movie Give like yeah. If this studio is known for movies, exactly. Like That's what Ghibli, I'm saying. Then I would say Don't, give them like, a yeah. movie. But like, there's like, and maybe not specifically studio, but like, give like these an, these animation studios that like like the Wallace and Gromit one. Yeah, that would be amazing as a movie. Like, give them a movie. Like give a full give them a, length. give them like a like make make a Star Wars like like children's comedy. Can you imagine just Wallace and Gromit as Jedi? Oh, they would be. They would 100 percent be. They had. They would have. If they're not in there as some kind of cameo, I'm gonna be mad. Yeah, that's what. But like, and, and that's what I'm. I'm. I love visions, and I love that they went with a global production yeah. this time. Yeah, they weren't like, let's do another season of all Japanese studios because there's a which, lot of. There's nothing wrong with which that. would have been great. Would have been. They could have done other animation studios. Like they could have gotten yeah. Gainax to do something because they got Trigger. Well, they could have also um, done. You know, different genres of Japanese anime yes, instead they, of different studios. Just like, here's, you know... More of a shonen or like a more of exactly. a shoujo style. Yeah. Um, or a CNN. Like, we could have gotten like a real Ghost in the Shell type of... Type oh of, my ooh, god. Yes. Yes, Forget, man. I would have loved a Cowboy Bebop A Cowboy version. Bebop or, or like... There's so much potential in how much... How uh, broad range Japanese animation is. But I... I appreciate that they went real hard because they got a lot of big A-listers for the Japanese studios. I mean, they got Trigger for one. Yeah. Like, they got Trigger, they got several other studios, um, and now they've gone global, and that brings so much more inclusion I once do, again. I, I also like that there's way more 3D animation. And it's in- not all 2D. Yeah. All right. We need to start working through some of these... Uh, you're Some no of fun. these announcements, because we're going to spend a significant amount of time um, talking about... I, I, Ahsoka's kind of our big ticket item for, Ahsoka's for this week. Ahsoka's going to be a real big so ticket. So I want to... There's a couple things I want to talk about before we get to Ahsoka. Um, I, there's a few like kind of just honorable mention like announcements where we don't have any information, but they're just announced. Um, Andor Season 2, which will it is confirmed to lead right up to the beginning of Rogue One. Um, um, it also... Uh, for the fans, we should expect, at least at some point in the future, a leaked trailer or an official teaser trailer because that was shown in-house at the Celebration okay. event. Um, there's Same can be said for Skeleton Crew. There is a trailer out there uh, leaked. Um, I'm not going to try to find it now. What I do want to point out is that Bryce Dallas Howard and John Watts are getting episodes, and okay. uh, they're both amazing direct. Like, Bryce Dallas Howard has made some of the best episodes in The Mandalorian. So. Okay. Um, Tales of the Jedi is getting a second season. Uh, there's no real surprise there. Thank God. Um, is, is there so is there any information, no on information. as to what? Uh, okay. Dave Filoni just said it was so fun the first time. I decided to do some more. I want more Dooku. I want more Dooku. I would. We had talked. Um, so I would love so, to see older, more ancient so Jedi. The, it is. It has come out. I would that, like more like. I would like more like middle year Qui Gon. 
So yeah, um, it has come out that Dave Filoni approached George Lucas wanting to bring back Plo Koon, saying that he oh. um he could have he could have easily survived if Darth Maul can survive getting thrown down a pit and chopped up in half, Plo Koon could survive a crash. But this could mean that Dave Filoni will bring back Plo Koon for Tales of the Jedi, which I would be so yeah, dude, to like see, give like, us a Padawan Plo Koon. No, would no, no, be no, great. no. Give us like we know Plo Koon and Ahsoka have a really like deep connection. Give us Plo Koon and Ahsoka. I want a beer now. Okay. Give we us Plo Koon and young Ahsoka. We do know because we, there was a flashback in the Clone Wars. Exactly. Of Ahsoka being handed over to the Jedi, and it was Plo Koon mm-hmm. who, who took her in. Like, oh, so man. If, yeah, they have a real good connection. Give well, us give us Plo and Ahsoka. If that's the Plo Koon Tales of the Jedi episode, is her is him meeting Ahsoka and, you know, what happens immediately after. Yeah. Uh-huh. Give us, give us really Kit Fisto good. and his, his apprentice. Like, we, we got Kit Fisto's apprentice in uh, Grievous's lair, and that was the, one of the best episodes of Clone Wars. Like, give us... I'm sorry. He doesn't... Brady doesn't agree. No, I... No, I, I see I, it on his no, face. No, I, I like that episode. I just... I think the, the, char- the Padawan character was really bad. Oh, yeah, but Kit Fisto was great, so it worked Kit out. Kit Fisto was, was always great. Great. And Grievous was... It's, one of, it's probably the best on-screen appearance of Grievous. No. No. That would be the Tartakovsky Grievous. That's that odd. would be his okay. intro. Okay. Okay. I don't know, that, man. That I, Grievous uh, is terrifying. Grievous is terrifying when you're watching him literally mow down the, the catwalk when he's coming at Obi-Wan with blender arms, okay? That's that's pretty <laughs> that's pretty damn terrifying. I mean, it, it is. But when you see him grab a Jedi by the face with his with one foot, then do like some weird... Uh, the only thing I... A windmill with his two arms and his one leg still holding a Jedi by the face, and then he ends it by slamming that Jedi into the ground. Okay. Oh, like that's okay. Terrifying. Something we didn't mention earlier. Um, Dave Filoni's uh, Star Wars film is referenced as Dave and John's film. Okay. Like it is. Uh, it says Dave Filoni and John Favreau discuss their Star Wars film. So I am very much looking forward that to sounds, that. That sounds exciting. Like them yeah. with them with a movie, like with a multi-million dollar budget. Oh, with a movie. I think they can do really, really good. Yes. As a, as, I, I think, I think, show, I think though? their their movie should have been the Dawn of the Jedi movie. But I digress. I told, I was telling Brady earlier. I was, I'm losing a little faith in them when it comes to TV shows, simply because they're they're starting to fall prey to Hollywood's tendency to have really short seasons that vary in episode length. Where like this episode's 30 minutes and the next episode is an hour. It's not the, a consistent. And then okay. the episode after that's but, you know thirty five minutes. Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah, but uh, um, there's a couple more in here. Uh, the Lando series is still happening, uh, starring Don Glover. Oh, nice! I didn't That'd know that. Would be great. Um, starring Donald Glover. Lando. Lando. Oh, okay. I wonder if it'll follow the the Lando Marvel comic. Um, I so those. I enjoyed those. Those are pretty good comics. Bad Batch is getting a third season. Yes. Good. And I think that's the last one other was than Mando officially canceled. Huh? No, no. no. I heard uh, Mando was canceled. I, I heard some talk about that. There is a confirmed season four. Season four has been confirmed and is already filming. Okay. Dave, uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau have announced that Mandalorian season four is already in the works. Okay. Cause I had heard that it had, they had been writing it and then it was canceled. No, no, no. Um, that could change. Because we have two episodes left in season three, and I will say that this has been the weakest season. Yeah. 
See, the first season was the strongest season. The first season was the strongest. Um, I think it was the strongest because it was so episodic. I think it was episodic, but season two had the most powerful moment. Which was? Luke Skywalker. Oh, yeah. I, I'm, was... I'm sorry. You get Moff Gideon and uh, Din Djarin's fight and Luke Skywalker, and you get old, like, EU Luke just sitting there mopping up these dark troopers, I will say which aren't even dark troopers. Luke Skywalker's side, I'd probably say the best part of Mandalorian of all three seasons so far has been when he goes to that one planet to find uh, the Night Owls. And then when you see him walk into that little bar and he goes to the corner and there's Bo-Katan and her little... You're not Mandalorian. And you, you see them come onto the screen for the first time and you're just like, oh my goodness, yes, yeah. Bo-Katan. That was such a great moment. Um, the, but season four has been confirmed and has been confirmed to be in the works. That's good. Um, that's good. All right. So uh, the, before Ahsoka... Um, I want to talk about the acolyte, which I've been looking forward to since I saw the title. Um, Me too. But I know so it will be. I would. I. I have so been I take to see it. Sith centric thing forever. Yeah. So it is a. It is a story told from the villain's point of view. Um. It has been. It has been referenced as a. A mix of Frozen and Kill Bill, which. Hold on a minute before you freak out. I'm not freaking um, out. I'm, I, the comment it's an interesting on prospect. the comment on Frozen is it live is, or animated? Um, it's yeah, I believe it's it's on it's I believe it's live action. Um, the comment on Frozen is that so much of it is about the was about the sister relationship. So much of it was about the villain actually being a powerful misunderstood woman. I'm um I couldn't believe it was a cartoon with music. Um, just talking about how like Frozen has like a lot like really dark going on behind the scenes if you like actually look at the story. Um, and then Kill Bill as just like a, uh, like a real like modern day martial arts film, um, and so I'm I'm really looking forward to. I wouldn't call it a martial arts film. But uh, that's what they call it. Okay? I would call it like a kung fu film. I would. It reminds me of Kung Pao Enter the Fist yeah. or uh, what is uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah, it's it's definitely one of those kind of like hokey kung fu types. Yeah, it's but it's, it's also Quentin Tarantino, mm-hmm. and he always puts like. A unique twist on his films that make them good. Oh yeah, no, but it's Gosh. it's it's not like you're sitting down watching Drunken Master. What is uh, Angry the uh, Angry Eight? The Angry Eighty Eight. No, uh, though it's not the Eighty Eight. It's is it called the Angry Eight? Can't remember what it's called. Something Eight or the Eight something. Talking about all the people. I'm talking about the his movie where they're all in the Hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, such a such a good movie. Yeah. If you want, but long. What I hope, based on what he what Josiah just said, I hope what they don't do with this acolyte is they go, oh, the villain's actually just a misunderstood good guy. You want it to be a villain for well, because it's just that's so it's pretty common now that the the villain's not actually a villain in certain contexts like uh, Megamind. It works really well. Yeah, I enjoyed the Maleficent movies. Well, because Megamind's not the villain of that movie, it's right? But he's, Titan in in universe, he's the villain. He's the mastermind, evil no, genius. Because, they view because him. he is he is a good guy trying to be a villain. Right, when, and deep right. down, he's actually a good guy. Right. I think the the trope you're referring to is more like the villain isn't really the villain. 
They're just well, they're doing the things they're doing for the right reasons or whatever. But it's like by the end of the movie, it's like, oh, you were you were just the victim after all. Yes, and, and it's it's something that's overdone, but it, it it takes away from the idea that villains are villains. And like the original Maleficent, she was evil because she wanted to be, and the reason why she wanted to be evil was because she felt like stilted over not getting a wedding invitation. So she's just like, screw you all. I'm going to ruin your lives. She was petty. She was, yeah. she was very petty. And she, she did it for the sake of being evil. Yeah. And like, that's, that's kind of a truly scary villain is the villain. Who's like, who knows they're a villain. Yeah. Or like Gaston, please go. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I'm going to, but Ga- Gaston was also like a truly evil person. Yes. Like, like, like he, I think with Gaston, he starts out as kind of like, oh, that's our conception of evil. He's the beast. But by the end of it, he's, his motivation is pure jealousy. Oh, because he can it's, see. It's not even just jealousy, it, it's, it's, uh, it's greed. Well, yeah, but he can also see that the beast isn't actually evil and the beast is everything that he pretends to be. Yeah. And as a result, Bell doesn't love him. Bell loves the beast. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be great. I mean, I can be too. a lot of red and black. That's just so. that's just my one hope is that they don't do the the villain is really just a misunderstood good guy. I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to seeing a a a story about the Sith where the Sith are the protagonists. Because like they specifically sure. reference that it's a time in the a time in the in the the eras of Star Wars where the Jedi are like reigning and the Sith are outnumbered and outgunned, um, and so like if you're telling a story from the perspective of the Sith, you're you're telling the story of a losing battle. Just remember, at this point in time, the Sith are thought extinct and gone completely. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, give us. Give us a story about a main character who we like grow to love, who like turns like we know is the bad guy, but we like can't believe is the bad guy because we actually love this character. I, I you know, I wouldn't mind if it's something along like she starts out like Azula, then becomes a Zuko and gets a good, well deserved redemption arc. Um, I, just That'd literally just get Dante Basco and give us Zuko, but in black with a red lightsaber. I'd be fine with that. <laughs> He'll use the force to shoot fire out of his hands. Anyway, it would be lightning, but um, I'm really excited for that too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he know, can redirect it. Well, um, he'd actually be able to shoot it now. Yeah, <laughs> he had yeah. to he had to hop universes to be able to shoot lightning. I would love and... to see a genuinely evil character get a good redemption arc. Oh, remember the Sith are extinct, so this would only be a dark Jedi. Quinlan Voss. Anyway. Um, all we're, that we're, to we're say, we are, we are going to <laughs> jump into Ahsoka, which will be the last topic for this episode. Um, oh. Ahsoka. Have, has everyone is. seen the trailer? I have. I have seen it without volume. It's fine. Um, well, I'm recording this podcast without volume. I, okay. <laughs> I remember watching it, and I was just like, I, I, I generally like to go into these things without having seen trailers of being totally blind to what i'm about to watch 
and I remember thinking to myself, like, I really need to stop watching, but I couldn't stop watching. Yeah. It. Um. All right. So I was intrigued by some the stuff Dark that Jedi. we've like we have been we've been expecting, but it's nice to see like actually confirmed. They like fully remade the final scene of Rebels in live action, like like shot for shot. Uh-huh. Um. The the ships flying over uh, Ezra's house, the little tree house with Sabine on the railing, and was it a tree house? Sorry, buddy. It's treehouse. Um, it was it was solid metal. And you get what I mean. Concrete jungle. Um, we see <laughs> on a on a plane planet. <laughs> uh, we see we see th- uh, we see Thrawn, even though we don't see a face reveal. Even though Lars Mikkelsen is is confirmed to repri- reprise his role from Rebels, he's it's... the only the only uh, the only voice actor from Rebels to be confirmed to be playing his live action it's counterpart. It's definitely going to be Raffines. It's not. That was my fan cast. So incorrect. Um, a year ago, and it's. I'm I think we wrong. had we had had that conversation that like yes you there's these like batch, right? there's these like A-list actors that could play them but honestly the voice actor could do it. Yeah, the voice and actor. And so the fact that they it. are is is great. It's the yeah. it's kind of like Cad I feel like Cad Bane may have been that kind of like Cad Bane's easy though because it's all prosthetics. Yeah, still. Anyway, yeah. um Mary Elizabeth Winstead is playing Hera. Hera. I Oh, that's right. Hera was live action in this. And mm-hmm. Mary and Chopper. And Mary well, Chop, Chopper's different. <laughs> um, you know, uh Mary Elizabeth Winstead is is a very interesting cast for Hera. Who, did, who else does she play in and what? Well, she plays um, the main villain of Sky High. She's also Ramona Flowers in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yes. Uh um she she <laughs> also was the okay. one of the doctors in the 2011 the thing the survivor from 2011's the thing that came across I think it was my Netflix it's a good movie the other day and I I looked at it and was like do I want to watch this right now or do I want to go watch Star Trek I chose Star Trek on you the topic of, of the topics of things we watched I watched crazy stupid love today it's a really good movie. You know what? I still need to see everything, everywhere, all at once. I also still need to see that. Anyway, I've heard it's um, amazing. Yeah, I'm like, I am genuinely so excited for this. It's it's literally just re- it's season five of Rebels. I, I still need to see great talent, but um, Zeb is probably he wasn't in the trailer, but I I he's got to he would be in there. He made his live action debut and cameo exactly. In if he's, he's if he's not, I would not be surprised if we. There's been rumors that there is a clip from episode seven of The Mandalorian, which is this the one that releases on Wednesday, that there is that Moff Gideon is looking for Thrawn. Basically, I would not be surprised he's if looking we for a savior. I wouldn't be surprised if we get um Thrawn face reveal in the Mandalorian before the end of the season or at like the end of the season. I had heard that Moff Gideon was going to make an appearance in Ahsoka. I, I don't anyway, where I heard it between from, the, I had heard that was going to, I happen. have a feeling we'll see uh Thrawn leading up to it. Um, I'm, found I'm really excited for, for the series. Yeah, I, I was, I saw the live action versions of, uh, I can't remember their squad name. Phantom. Phoenix Squadron. Squadron. It's been a long time since I've seen From Rebels. Rebels? Yeah. They were Phoenix Squadron. Yeah, I was seeing because all their live action cameos and I was just sitting here like... Because their symbol was a phoenix. Yeah. And I was just like, this is gonna hope that this looks like it's shaping up to be a good show. Sabine didn't have her armor. I noticed that. 
but you could tell she was Sabine because she was still very colorful. Oh yeah, no, you 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 can see her, but she does not have her armor even when you see her on Coruscant because that second viewing of her when she oh you didn't have volume. Do you have subtitles at least? No. Okay. Well, when Ahsoka confronts her on that, like when she like steps off the ship or like the speeder, the cruiser, taxi speeder, whatever you want to call it, um, she says it's uh, been a long time, and she's got that like halter jacket. Yeah, she's not, yeah, yeah. She's not wearing her armor. Yeah. She's um, not a Mandalorian. Get out of here. I wouldn't be surprised if we see Sabine, uh, in season three and. This season or next season of Mandalorian? Um, I'd be surprised for this season, but next season four, after we, she's established in Ahsoka, I can mm-hmm. see her showing up in season four. I have a feeling we will see her craft her new lightsabers. Um, and this will be like a flashback to when uh, she crafts her new lightsabers. Her the white thing is he's missing She has her white ones, though. Yes, but I, f- I have a feeling this is like a flashback also, or something. Oh, like that's like that's like a, a start for, of episode one kind of for thing. For you guys something like that. to us, we're, we're actually watching the trailer right now as we're talking. And we're commenting on things on screen. Yeah. Um, and we did see in Tales of the Jedi, they confirmed how she got her crystals. Yeah. So hopefully we will get to see in universe, um, in her- universe for the very first time, a purification of a you guys know my thoughts on that. No, and s- that's why we won't talk about it. Continue. We, well, the- please. Continue. I want to see the purification. Of- I also want to see this. I just want to see the process. I know that you don't like the bleeding of the crystals, and me and you, I, I kind of meet you in the middle a little bit, but I prefer that the crystal chooses you, and I like the idea of your connection to the force. Oh, I, I, I like alters the color of the crystal. You don't like the whole subjugating thing. Well, I don't like the the idea that red crystals are not synthetic. Okay. Because that was like one of the sticking points of the Sith using red is that they because were, they didn't even use real crystals. I yeah. re- I pr- I prefer the like the the Sith are using corrupted crystals rather than synthetic because I prefer a villain that is they're not corrupted. They're enslaved. Get what I mean. I prefer that to, oh, we can't have the thing that that the good thing that the good guys have, so we're gonna make our own. I prefer the we're going to take the thing the good guys have and make it bad. It's a very it is a very Sith process as I a as a storytelling as a storytelling tool. I, it is it is it is better. But I I also agree with Stephen that the synthetic crystal was a very big like uh in because the the whole idea of the sith was the to insult or demean the jedi yeah which is why the, uh, the uh, fake, fake crystals made so much sense and it's why i feel like, like i feel like corrupting crystals making me more that's why palpatine's lightsabers are so opulent yes it's because he's flaunting in the jedi's face that he isn't someone who took a vow of poverty like the jedi do yeah he and he can be flashy if he wants to be yeah um but I've I've done it twice. I, I've reached for my popcorn and I've had to stop. I'm so sorry. No, you're not. Uh, we record an audio only. Well, at some content. point we'll be visual and and you'll see me eating popcorn. <laughs> um, I I am excited for the ritual of purification. I'm excited to see where Ahsoka learned this. I'm excited to see 
how it is performed and what type of force related either nexus effigy um related items process i'm i'm excited for this process to purify these crystals i want live action bendu i also want luke we that's have, all we have live action luke no we could we could very well get luke in the show oh Oh, 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 in Ahsoka? Mm -hmm. In Ahsoka, yeah. Yeah, um, we could. Because um, they're, they're, like, they're, like, known to be, like, together yeah. in, Mandal in well, Book of Boba Fett, but you know what I mean. Mandalorian season 2.5. Season 2.5. No. Please, God, no. Okay. Also, just for, like, please. How do you feel, just... how do you feel about the Rex and Ahsoka thing? That's a, that's a thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and apparently in, like, a novel... Of the Clone Wars, that they they like it's they like kind of have feelings for each other. Yeah, it's real. I strange. would be fine. What would that ship name be? Uh, Ahsoka. Uh, X X. I would I would be fine with the whole like uh, I'd sex. be fine with the whole like she has like a like thing for sex. him, but like he's old, and so it's like. Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel because like we don't have a lifespan time for Togrutas, and on top of that, Rex is modified to be old i guess i assume any species that doesn't have like an enumerated lifespan it's going to be very similar to human yeah basically I, I feel like that's that's what plays out yeah most it's, times. it's a human lifespan unless otherwise stated i don't assume that because like we have no idea how old hondo is that's true four years old like we have no very idea. Well we have, we, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna assume that <laughs> Rodians live to an estimated 75 years old. See, that's why I, I assume they're gonna have on par with humans, unless otherwise stated. Because usually they only state otherwise when it's like the huts who live into the hundreds and the Wookies who live into the hundreds. Yeah, but uh, but if it's like, oh, you live on average 20 years more than humans. Or twenty years less than humans. It's, like, it's negligible. It doesn't really matter. That's not really something to anyway make a point out of. I um, we could see we could see Luke. Um, I want a Loth Wolf. That's what I want. Oh, I, I want I want to see. I want to see Ezra ride a Loth Wolf. I want to see a live oh. action depiction of the world between. This reminds me of the lanes between. The they're not going to, but episode, they could. They could. I have, swear, if they do, I'm gonna fanboy. This, they, okay. They could have. They could have retconned everything. This reminds me. They could have retconned everything. They had it that long. scene in Mando. I can't remember which episode it was. I think it was episode four, when he's in hyperspace. And you, you see, see the, the purgles. You see, you see the, the purgles. Yes. Yes. Pur purgle. You yeah. see the purgles. A thing that I know. A yes. thing you remembered. You guys said whales, and I said purgle. Yay! Look at that. I'm yes. contributing to this podcast. Um, you do. Man, I I saw that. I'm just like. That that right there was confirmation that they're going to bring Ezra back. Yes. Before Star Wars celebrations and any announcements and trailers, like that scene. I mean, Ezra was casted like a year ago. I don't remember that. that I remember them talking about it, but tells you like they are bringing back Ezra, and therefore Thrawn. And and when I say bring back, I don't because you know they can cast Ezra, but they could cast him for a flashback. Not like not when they cast an adult. Yeah. If they cast a 10-year-old and like, this is as a bridge, I'm like, oh, cool, flashback. <laughs> but when they cast a guy that looks like he's 22, I'm like, oh, we're getting Ezra. Yeah, but, but when we lost Ezra, he was like 20 or 21. And he looked 14. 
Well, it was, it was a, a it was an animated cartoon. Yeah, and they animated him to look 14. Hey, guess what? Most of the high schoolers in those uh, high school musicals, they're like 30-year-olds. Yeah, I know, Steven. How old is... How old is uh, I'm also 22, and so know what 22-year-olds look how like. How old is Steven Nancy in Stranger Things? Aren't they know. like in their 30s? Uh, Steve, Steve is 30. Oh, no, I want to say Steve is my age. He's 30. Are you not 30? No. He's 34. Three. Well, but he's in his Four. 30s. 30. He's about to be, oh, you're about to be 35. No. You're 33 right now? Uh-huh. You're not. Yes, I am. Don't do this to me. That's not funny. <laughs> We're not bringing this back. My birthday's on Saturday. Birthday is on oh, Saturday. Happy early birthday. Why, my, thank my, you. my birthday's next Friday. Oh, happy early, early birthday. My birthday's thank in you. two months. <laughs> He's so sweet. That's too early to say happy birthday. Yeah, I is. know. It's not like you were gonna I say have, it anyway. I have mentioned that I, I to Josiah that I do want to record on my birthday, but if you're not able to next Friday, we're gonna probably. I mean, honestly, on a Friday I can. We probably won't record. Here. I can record on any day. We can't record here except yeah. for Saturday. Well, and it would also have to be at like seven thirty. The, or the 8. north, the North Branch studio that we record at have, has different hours than this one. Anyway, um, all that goes to say. Really looking forward to Ahsoka. Um, just real quick as a kind of closing discussion for just a like a minute each. What is the thing you're most excited about coming out of Star Wars Celebration? Um, News-wise or yeah. pa- panel? Either way. Um, visions. The, the thing I, I am most looking forward to is Visions and a very askewed, very, very askewed, leaning towards the dark side here, a skewed skepticism of a Dawn of the Jedi film. And I'm looking forward to Visions. Just after seeing all the different animation styles. It, it, dude, it they looks look so, so good. Looks so I'm good. so excited for Visions. Um, um, I would... Can we do... I would love to do a visions. Like okay, we with, need, so we need to do vision. Let's do visions for next epi- for like each episode of visions. Well, let's 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 kind of just start episodes. at the top and see where it gets us. Let's plan for next next recording. Let's um, I, I'm gonna say let's cover visions and we'll we'll just kind of see where it goes and we might well it'll probably be like two or three. Let's plan to make it a series. Like two okay. or three episodes. Oh. I don't want to do a, a, a recording to each single one, but maybe but, maybe like a, maybe like one or two episodes per recording. Mm-hmm. Let's let's cover visions and um, yeah, let's cover visions and then at probably uh, let's uh let's release let's re- we'll release all of those that se- we'll finish recording before May fourth and we'll release them on May fourth. That'll be our May fourth. Our, an- our anniversary. That'll be our one year anniversary. Okay. We'll be okay. Visions, and then like the next week we'll cover Visions Two. Okay. We'll anyway. start uh, Visions Two as a series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll okay, definitely. So yeah. I don't know if Josiah mentioned to you, but he was asking me if we wanted to start going over the Clone Wars arcs this summer. I talked to him about it, and like because of the way that Clone War, like we've, I briefly discussed to it with him at the end of. At the end of D and D, that um, it, it's it, we would have to talk about the arcs ahead of time because of the way the Clone Wars is set up. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, or the, the, as the, by the, air because, like Christophsis, we talked about the very first episode is well, yeah, yeah. midway of the Christophsis arc, and then you the very first episode well, yeah, is like season the, four. The logistics, the logistics, will figure out. But yeah, like, we'll the, talk about like the whole arc because there are forty five unique arcs in the uh, Clone Wars. 
and each arc would be a single episode. But they wouldn't necessarily be an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. Some of them are going to be much shorter than others, yeah. and some of them are going to be way longer than others. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I'm open to it, because we're going to have to do it eventually. Because we're going to go... We'll, we'll basically oh, go we from... We have to do it all back-to-back. We'll go from the movie, because I, I have a feeling we'll do similar to what we've I been doing. I have seen the movie. I've said this on We air. will go from the movies we've been covering... Clone Wars. Oh no, I, I thought you meant the Clone Wars film. I haven't seen that. Anyway, um, I believe that is all that we have for today. Actually, that's the last episode movie we I, need to talk about. I had something else to say before you cut me off. Sorry. Alrighty. I was I, gonna ask for final comments, but um, my, I what I was looking forward to, but right. what I've what I have appreciated the most out of the celebration event is seeing Hayden Christensen cry on live television because of the overwhelming amount of love that he received when he came on stage. Nice. Because of our toxic community that berated these actors because of change. Which is why I liked Ahmed's best cameo, cameo. so much. Because I also think he's one of the most powerful Jedi. This is a whole nother debate. It but, is. But, we'll talk about that but, when but we come I, I know you're trying to close, but I because our community is so toxic and it it is filled with a lot of older people who are very scared of change and very opinionated about change and have cyber bullied these actors to the point that they have gone through addictions and have wanted to kill themselves. And yeah. to see this man fully and wholly loved and represented on national television and finally accepted for what he has deserved his entire career Fills me to my soul. I really like Hayden Christensen. I love him. I love him and to see him break down on live television because so many people love him. And yeah, I never understood. Like, I, I always understood that the, the, the lines weren't the best, but I never understood why people didn't like him or his character. Yeah, it, it wasn't, it wasn't always his, enjoyed. It's the same. We, we've talked about it before. It's the same thing, Andrew Garfield. And like, Everyone hated Andrew Garfield for years, and then he was in No Way Home. Everyone freaked out because they were like, "Oh wait, we actually love Andrew Garfield." Yeah, and it's because it's because like I attribute it because Star Wars is a very old series. I mean, the first exposed people were born in the '40s and '50s, and then you go from you literally have a total of four to five generations of Star Wars fans in a community. Yeah, and at that point, there was only three, and a vast majority of it went from the very typical fantasy Arthurian chosen child storytelling from four, five, and six to this political, political, flashy, very sci-fi style that wasn't more Arthurian. And it lost a lot of the mythology. It lost a lot of the mythology and they had to accept it was fact that this man was the most powerful Jedi of all time. And they yeah. didn't like that. So they decided to cyberbully him and harass him to the point where he became an addict. And they cyberbullied and harassed Ahmed Best to the point where he almost killed himself. More than once, I think. More than once. And it just it makes it it makes me happy to see, to see it, to see the love and appreciation that he has deserved all along. Thank, 
It's a great place to end it on. There's nothing much to say. Ladies and gentlemen, that. this has been Always Two There Are. You can reach us with any questions, comments, or concerns at a2ta.humancyborgrelations at gmail.com. Um, yeah. Adios. We've been, uh, had a good time covering. This is our first, like, kind of news <laughs> news episode. I'm hoping we can do more of these in the future. For, uh, um, well, you used my line, so don't expect me to go off of you using my line. Anyway, um, thanks for listening. As always, it's a pleasure, and we'll see you next time. Steven. Alrighty. May the force go with you. And also with you. No. Adios. <laughs>